0: And welcome into another episode of the Producer Podcast. My name is Kevin Kistner. That is Colin Zanker. And, man, Super Bowl Sunday was just a couple days ago. I, st- I got to get your reaction to Super Bowl Sunday. The Eagles fall just short, and I literally mean just short, to the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs win yet another Super Bowl. I believe it's their second in four years.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, just short. That last hail mary pass was a little bit shorter than just a few inches. Oh, dude, that. that was
0: that goes up there with one of some of the worst hail mary throws ever. I, yeah. I'm sitting there, like, you know, you can't throw 75 yards, Jalen.
1: Try the hook and ladder. Try
0: something. The hook and I mean, ladder. Don't don't try
1: what the Cowboys did.
0: No, no, that was a disaster.
1: Put <laughs> the hook and ladder. I'm like, why are we throwing a hail mary
0: from 75 plus? But, Especially hey.
1: when a team like the Eagles has the talent of a Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown, Miles Sanders, Kenneth Cainwell, all these. Boston Scott, they talked about how slippery they were in the game earlier. I mean, just hope that some guys on the defense right. fall down and you don't. And either way, if you do, just throw yeah. the ball backwards. The
0: feel, the feel is bad. But I want what are your initial thoughts of the game overall? I mean, it, it was a great game. Yes. It was what everyone hoped for. Everyone was hoping for at least a great game. No one wants to see a forty-three to eight Broncos Seahawks type Super Bowl ever again. No, but thank God it was Rams, a good game. Or, or the Rams, Rams yeah. and
1: uh, uh, Buccaneers was that? Yeah,
0: uh, no, not Buccaneers. Or, uh, Rams Patriots.
1: Patriots Rams Patriots. That was that, time. that was that literally was the most
0: boring Super Bowl
1: ever. Nine six. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, it was bad. Uh, but 12, your your thoughts on the game overall? Really good game. Uh, it was. It kind of showed the difference between these two teams and who's been there and who hasn't. And uh, the difference in being able to adapt to in-game situations and understanding where your team is. Philadelphia came out on fire as expected, and it seemed like they tried to rest on those laurels in the second half. Okay. Uh, So it, it made it a very entertaining game. We didn't get to see nearly as much Patrick Mahomes As we would like. In all honesty, Patrick Mahomes did not have a good day, even though he was the MVP. But, you know, 187 yards and three touchdowns. He had some big runs and some crucial throws, but his game was not nearly up to what in the AFC West that we normally see.
0: I'm going to say this The Eagles fooled me all year, and they fooled me again in the Super Bowl. Mm. I was never a believer on the Eagles throughout the entire season. Not until the very, very end. I was like, okay, actually, you know what? They might actually be for real. And I know a lot of people, their argument is, well, they never played a great quarterback all year. You played Dak Prescott twice.
1: Once. Cooper Rush started. Oh,
0: Cooper Rush. Okay, yes. You're right. You know, you had Taylor Heineke playing good when he was playing really good. You know, you played Kirk Cousins. You had some good quarterbacks you played against. But your defensive line who had four guys on there, had 10 or more sacks on the season, never got to Mahomes this game. So I was going into this game, and I don't know where you were. I thought the Eagles were going to win and that that defensive line was going to get after Mahomes, similar to when Tampa Bay got after Mahomes in that Super Bowl. That wasn't the case because Kansas City executed to where like, we're not going to put Patrick in a, in a rough spot like we did last Super Bowl because he's got that high ankle sprain. And, yes, it will still bother yeah. him. You know, they made sure to run the ball and get away from that defensive line. They really
1: punished them. But, I mean, where, who did you have going into the game? I had Philly and I had Philly big. You know, I I don't want to say they completely fooled me. One thing I think that Philly did was really overthink themselves too. The bringing in of Vic Fangio, whatever that news yeah, was, that,
0: that really worked. That helped out, didn't it? I mean, not not
1: changing and not points. blitzing Mahomes, whatever, whatever. You you said it. They didn't get to Mahomes, and granted, their offensive line was healthier than it was in that Tampa Bay game, but they didn't get after Mahomes. And so, if you can't change that scheme to get get to him, he's gonna tear you up, Dink and duck all day. Let me ask you this. Because I was just with Stokely
0: and Zach earlier, and they and they had talked about it um, over the last couple days. They brought Fig Fangio in, and this is just popping into my head. Patrick Mahomes, like you said, didn't have the greatest day ever. Only 187 passing yeah. yards. He did throw out three touchdowns, you said. But what did Vic Fangio and the Broncos defense always do? Shell. They ran a shell. You took the words right out of my mouth. They never really pressured – Mahomes no they played the zone defense shell to where hey hey don't let Tyreek Hill beat us over the top exactly they don't have Tyreek Hill again okay they don't have that guy did they run the same game plan that the Broncos
1: probably ran over the years against Patrick Mahomes? that's what it seems like because the Broncos the, the one difference is that they still brought pressure every once in a while but there was no pressure brought by Philadelphia it was just hey front four you've done it all year Go do it. It's going to work again now, all of a sudden, in the second half of the game when it wasn't working the whole first half. So, yeah, it was a very Vic Fangio esque. And that's why I talked about or mentioned earlier is that Philadelphia overthought this. They brought in Vic Fangio for two weeks, which he's a great defensive mind. There's no questions about that. But when you take too much input and change who you are, going into that game you're overthinking it you're not staying true to what got you there i don't think philadelphia was a fraud i i believed in them all year i don't believe jalen hurts is a fraud i believe yeah. howie roseman made the right moves and brought the right people in you don't it, no matter who you are and what team you're playing it's still hard to accumulate 70 sacks in a season that's because only three two other teams besides the eagles have done that so you can't say that it's just because they play crappy teams because Everybody plays crappy teams every year.
0: Do you remember after year one, everyone wanted Nick Sirianni fired? Well, yeah. Because of his lost dumb, the last game. <laughs> yeah, and because of his it. dumb press conference.
1: Rock, paper, scissors, let's go. <laughs>
0: We're going to have some systems, you know. I Look, I guess I heard Sandy talking to me and Stokely the other day about it, and he said that he had talked to somebody around the Eagles, and they said, what, he, what Sirianni was telling the team is he replayed that press conference and he said, guys, look, that, that's not who I am, but I made mistakes. And everyone makes mistakes. I made mistakes. Colin, you've made
1: mistakes. Ain't no doubt about you it. You
0: probably made more than me. <laughs>
1: yeah, probably I'm throwing probably you true. under the bus. That I don't know. It's no, probably
0: we're true. We're just taking a gamble on it.
1: <laughs> you can dial the hotline and tell me which mistakes I made. Yeah. And when, when. I might not we'll, remember. All we'll
0: have a contest there.
1: <laughs> but he said
0: that Nick Sirianni told the team, everyone makes mistakes. Isn't that like a Hannah Montana song? Everybody uh, makes mistakes. <laughs> Everybody has those days. I don't know. Um I know there's a book called Everybody Poo's. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's not it. That's, that's not, not that it. song. Okay. <laughs> um, but he said everyone makes mistakes. If you make a mistake, just own it. Yeah. And but if you don't, you're gonna be kicked off this team. And I think that's a good way to put it. But everyone wanted Nick Sirianni fired after one year because of a dumb press conference and an average season. Everyone wanted to move on from Jalen Hurts after one year because he was you know, a second-round pick. Um, he wasn't the first-round pick, but, hey, we can move on from this guy. It's pretty easy. He's not the right guy.
1: There well, were people saying that. Now look at him. Yeah, and that's with your point, especially about Jalen Hurts. He's a second-round pick. This is coming off of where they had a number or a top overall quarterback drafted and then they had a backup quarterback lead them to the Super Bowl. Right. So their mindset in Philadelphia is well if you can't get us to the Super Bowl you're gone and it's been I mean Donovan McNabb was hated by a lot of people there for a long time and people still don't like him as much in Philadelphia because he never won them one. Right. And as good as he was that's kind of the mindset that is in Philly you, you got to win and, and they're going to be angry and they're going to call for, you know, heads to roll if you're not doing it. And they didn't see or understand Sirianni's whole plan. So what did, what did the Eagles do with Jalen Hurts? And what I mean by that
0: is they built a system around their quarterback. Jalen Hurts is not the most accurate quarterback in the game. Nope. He's not the best quarterback in the game. You know he's probably never going to be considered the best quarterback in the game, but guess what? They ran an offense that Nick Sirianni liked that worked with Jalen Hurts, and they went back and watched some Alabama, Oklahoma film, and they put some com, some uh, creative stuff in that offense. That's what teams in the NFL don't really do. It's stuff that the Broncos have yet to do since Gary Kubiak, yeah. and quite frankly. It was Gary Kubiak was like, I'm going to run my offense. It's going to work. You better buy in. Well, and
1: I was going to even go back to the Tebow days, really, where they really that was really that where might, yeah. they adjusted the offense completely
0: for a quarterback. Yes, I mean the bron the Broncos did it with Peyton, but Peyton just took over. Yeah, Peyton kind of just <laughs> called his own. <laughs> There's an anomaly there. But when you look at it, I mean, they really built an offense for Jalen Hurts, and that's something I I know Sean Payton is going to do here in Denver. And I want to connect these two because you know we are a, we cover the Broncos here in Denver. So, do you think Sean Payton is going to elevate Russell Wilson's play just like the Nick Sirianni improved Jalen Hurts' play?
1: I'm I'm honestly getting more and more worried about Wilson this upcoming season. Really, I know he looks better. I know he's doing these you know all the all the off season stuff. He looks better in those pictures. But now there's drama there's all this extra stuff involved with his charity that just happened. I'm very worried about him and his psyche going into the season after having a bad a bad first regular season with the Broncos and now a bad off season cuz there was no bad off season. Right. for him before. He wasn't he never had a bad season going into an off season. He might have had some turbulent times in Seattle, but he never came in, out of an off season where it was just So you think this is going to be like a mental
0: yeah. Mental mentally bad season for him. Or at least off season.
1: Yes. Uh, I think it already has been. I think it's already been stressing. And you can tell because of the difference from last year to this year. I mean, his off season workout rich, I mean, yeah, he looks better. He's already in that mindset of I gotta be better. But now he's going to have to prove even more people wrong. Right. Because of the extra stuff going on. And if there's anything else that comes out, that can be very mentally taxing for someone who is I mean so religious so caught up in his faith and then these things being said about you and then many more people are questioning more things beyond football and beyond they sh- what they should really question about you cuz i don't think he had the wrong intentions with everything it's just everything played out wrong but that doesn't matter because people are going to say what they're going to say right. so and, i don't know how you feel that's going to affect him but i really believe it's going I'm to i'm kind of on the opposite of you on that one
0: i i don't think it's going to hinder into the regular season and i don't think it's i don't think Honestly, I don't think it's as big of a deal as we're making it out to be for Russell Wilson. Okay. I don't think he really knew what the heck was going on with all that charity type stuff yeah. and how what the money was doing. I think when there's rich people in this world, you know, CEOs, millionaires to quote unquote billionaires, you hire people to do the dirty work. Yeah, you hire people to hey, can you just? I'm going to hire okay. you. You handle all my finances and I'm, I'm going to get, I'm not going to worry about it. But what had happened is he's got nine directors taking care of all the money and they're paying each other and they're not spending the money the right way. I get that. I don't know if it's going to fall into the regular season. I mean, I mean, what's the story is the dude going to jail. Is he getting caught for tax fraud? I I don't think so. Yeah. So I think it's just going to slowly fade away. Actually pretty quick here. I mean, I think the report... I mean, the guy was going after other Walter Payton Man of the Year winners, so I don't think it's going
1: to hinder, but... I just think if it builds into more and more... Yeah. Because you can dig and find you can find dirt on them, anybody. I mean, we talked about the th- ways we screwed up earlier. Anyone could... <laughs> I, mean, I know I messed up, but that's what... If people start digging and finding more and more, I really think that it could affect his mindset as far as how he views himself and how his character... Right. And it questions his character... And there will be questions throughout. So that's that's kind of where I sit. Can Sean Payton fix him? Can Sean Payton get him right? I believe he is a coach that has the ability to. If if Wilson, if Wilson will put in the work and be able to block those things out, because he will scheme it up correctly.
0: Let's transition a little bit, a, a little bit away from Russell Wilson. But I want to look at these teams. We'll start with the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Broncos 15 straight times which is unheard of. Even Peyton Manning didn't beat the chiefs 15 straight times. I think it was like 11. When you look at this team, the Kansas city chiefs, what do, what are they
1: better at than the Broncos? What can the Broncos learn from them? First of all, um, I'd like to say that until further notice, I don't want to talk about any streaks against the Kansas city chiefs. Good or bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's been uh, pretty bad lately. It's been bad. (laughs) Uh, One is coaching. One thing that I I wanted to kind of hold back for this, the coaching with Andy Reid. Yes. Before the Super Bowl, did you get that little message that said Andy Andy Reid might retire after this? I
0: did see that.
1: Do you think that had any, there was any reason behind that coming out just before the Super Bowl? Do you think that that was a little bit of his coach saying, all right, let's get up, guys. Let's go. One of his people leaking, you know, it could happen hey these guys need to win one for him okay I see it there there is a way to motivate your players and the Broncos haven't had that for a long time so I'm I'm curious to see if Sean Payton still has that ability but the big thing that I see and it is going to encompass both teams has been stability and ownership these both these teams Kansas City the hunts have been in football for years yeah the Broncos have Walmart who have been in football for one nine months, ten months yeah. now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> one
0: season, not one year, one season. Just because
1: they sold footballs doesn't mean they know football. Right.
0: When I look at the Chiefs and I compare them to the Broncos, I see, obviously, an elite coach. And this is going from the Broncos of last season. Yes. And, you know, now they got an elite coach. Okay? Yeah. they They caught up there. Well, we assume we do. We, we, we assume, assume we do. Yes. On paper, you caught the Chiefs with elite quarterback yes. or with elite head coaching. Yes. Quarterback. you got to have an elite quarterback in the, in the NFL to win. Everyone knows that. We hope we still have one. Yes. We hope because it, obviously bad year for Russell Wilson last year. But when I look at the Chiefs, they have an offensive line, yep. something the Broncos don't have, and they have to rebuild it. And Sean Payton has acknowledged – If you pay attention to his quotes and his comments, he has made it a priority. We're going to fix this offensive line because it was bad. It might have been – actually, in fact, Colin. they gave up the most sacks in the NFL last year, and they gave up – they tied the Broncos franchise record for most sacks allowed with 63 last year. Your quarterbacks – your one quarterback who's making $250 million that you just guaranteed him money for – he got sacked almost sixty three times. Obviously, yeah, Brett Rippin's in there, but
1: still, you got to be kidding me, dude! Your quarterback room got your quarterback I, room got sacked sixty three times, and that doesn't include hits. That doesn't include the hurt. I mean, yes. the pushes. That's just sacks, a penalty. You know, ones that were called back to to penalty. Whatever. I mean, sixty three is a number that I don't think really gives it the full value because right. he was hit so many more times because. The times he threw a ball and got hit a step later. You know, right. the defen- defender came in a step later and got
0: and, him. And I'll say this. I was at the final game of the season for the Broncos against the Chargers. And I said, you know what? I'm going to focus this whole game. You got a victory. Good for you. I have part of one of the victory games. You. Yes. I remember. And I was like, I'm going to pay attention and watch every snap of Russell and just see what he does. Because it, I really wanted to know, is this a Russell Wilson issue? Or is this an offensive line issue? And I watched Russ. He would make his first read and have to run for his life immediately after. If that first read was covered, he did not have time to make that second read. It's been the same story that the Broncos have had since 2014. No offensive line. And it was so bad,
1: dude. It was so bad. So they got to fix the offensive line. Yeah, and it's a damn good that Peyton Manning was here after that because he could deal with that Russ can't. He, yeah, Peyton, Peyton probably was
0: the only quarterback that could have survived in that offensive yeah. line, just because he knew. He, I mean, he used his brain. Yeah, it's that simple. No other quarterback in the NFL history would have been able to work with that Super Bowl
1: Fifty offensive line. Oh no! no. Uh, and th- this actually brings me to one for you: offensive line. I I agree. That's a big one. Can that be fixed this year? I think it can. Do you? I, th- I- I'll say this: the Chiefs did it in one year. No, they were uh, they were kind of injured last
0: year. Well, no, what, uh, let me think. This was what two years ago. Two years ago, they were injured in the Super Bowl. But
1: last year, their offensive line had some injuries too.
0: Okay, but on paper, go in from the off season entering the regular season, they fixed it. Yeah, they went out, and got really good players. They made trades. Uh, oh gosh, I'm forgetting who they had had signed at the left tackle. But they went out and made moves, and they actually rebooted that offensive line.
1: You can do it. I don't think the Broncos can, though. And maybe, You know what? I think, I think it's literally a two-year process you know for what? this you offensive right. line to get fixed. They don't have the draft picks this year. And that's why I'm very hesitant on this year and Russell Wilson, because it's going to be mostly the same offensive line. They, I don't think it's going to be the same
0: offensive line. It's going to be different, yeah. but it might improve a little bit. Not, I'm resetting not my words, not but not enough because you don't have the draft picks to go trade guys. Yeah. You're going to have to spend the money in free agency. I don't think Dalton Reisner's coming back. No.
1: Didn't sound like it. I mean, so you
0: gotta, you do got to spend some money elsewhere. Going back with the Chiefs and Broncos thing, yeah. what did the Chiefs do in the Super Bowl? They went out. They knew Patrick Mahomes rolled his ankle again from an already suffering injury. and But what they did is they made it a priority to run the football. Yep. The Broncos haven't had that. They might have it with Javante Williams, but that was week 40 towards ACL. Yeah, So he he's going to be probably back before the regular season, but is he going to be the same Javante Williams we saw entering this year and all of last year, or is it going to take a whole other year for him to
1: actually get back to a full 100%? Well, and, and we don't know if Javante can handle that. Exactly. He's never done it. Latavius Murray, I believe, will still be here. Him and Sean Payton have yeah. a connection. I mean, they were just down at the Super Bowl together. Latavius played great. But neither one neither one of these guys, Latavius, we know, isn't going to be in every down back right. anymore. Right. Javante haven't seen it, so we don't know. We assume he can because he is a he is a big hard running, uh, hard right. running running back. Right. So hopefully, but yeah. Uh, to say that the Broncos have an as as Isaiah Pacheco like the Chiefs have right now, don't quite know that. So I was talking to Zach about this off during a commercial
0: break, and I said him a bunch of stats that i I recently did some research on one of my articles about it. That the Broncos they're going to have to go out, they're going to find a, a pass catching uh, running back. Mm. Oh yeah, they're going to have to find because Sean Payton in his years. 15 years calling plays. He was in New Orleans for 16, suspended one, calling plays for 15. He had Pierre Thomas, Darren Sproles, Reggie Bush, Alvin Kamara. You're going to tell me he's not going to go find one of those type of guys? Yeah. He's got to. And quite frankly, the Broncos need one. They do. I mean, go get an Alvin Kamara, Kamara, Christian McCaffrey type. Guys, go find yourself an Isaiah Pacheco. Go find yourself a Debo Samuel. Go find you guys – Who are fast and can catch outside of the backfield. Yeah. Alvin Kamara, for three straight years, had 81, 81, and 81 receptions. That's a running back. You got it. Did any of the
1: Broncos wide receivers have 81
0: receptions this year? (laughs) Guess who? Okay, Latavius Murray led the Broncos this year in in receptions from running backs. Yeah. 124 yards on 26 catches.
1: So, uh, so yeah, and he was here for twelve weeks. So basically, Sean, Sean Payton's running backs had about as many catches as yards. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> In one season, yeah. as Latavius Murray. Yeah, Denver. pretty much. That's rough.
0: So when I look at the, when I look at the, the Chiefs, and I look at this Broncos offense, you got to get creative. You got to get the correct weapons. And you know what the Chiefs didn't do? Go and pay wide receivers. Nope. Guess what the Broncos did? They overpaid wide receivers instead of building that offensive line.
1: You know, over, I don't think they overpaid because they paid him early. They they did pay too much for a Tim Patrick. I still believe that him. it was early. Yeah. It was If they had waited until all those other contracts got signed, they would have demanded a much higher salary. I, I do agree that where the market is now, You're, they did not yeah. overpay. Where it was then, yes, at that moment in time, they did overpay. If that a, makes sense, but here, here's
0: my issue with Cortland Sutton. The dude's got one cat, one touchdown. Yeah, what are you doing? You paid that guy. I I told people when they signed him, this is a bad move. I I get you got him on a bargain, and you're not paying him as a top five guy. But you got to fix a way. You got to spend the money and fix the offensive line. And they have yet to do that. Yeah. John
1: Elway didn't do it. George Payton's refusing to do it. What the heck? That is, that's part of why having a Sean Payton in here, he understands how to set uh, matchups and and get mismatches. You know, you mentioned all those running backs from Pierre Thomas to Alvin Kamara and everyone in between. He understands where to go and where your best players can thrive. So whether that means it's a Jerry Judy type of game, or that means it's going to be a Sutton or it's going to be a Hamler type of game, that's where... Peyton will do his best work here if he can scheme it and the players will follow because he, he's an offensive mind. Right.
0: And and he's gonna he's gonna get creative. I, I look at the Chiefs every year, Kong, and they I mean, look at the two their final two touchdowns of Sunday's game.
1: Kadarius, two little Tony and Skymore
0: Little zig routes that confuse the corner and they pop back outside. Yeah. How come no other NFL team has thought about that? I mean, you think the Chiefs have been running that play all year? They probably installed it this
1: week yeah. going into the game. And at worst is you catch the defense off guard and what are they going to do? Start grabbing it, guys. Yeah. Oh, which kind of did happen <laughs> later on. <laughs> which we, We're going to get to that okay. to close, close out the episode. But my
0: thing is the Broncos, I have said for year after year after year, get creative. Find a guy who can create an offense and get creative. Remember, two years ago, we they ran the they had uh, Jerry Judy go in motion oh, every, play. every play. How many times did they hand him the ball? Zip,
1: zero. Yeah, you're right. At least I got my cardio in today, yeah.
0: Coach. Like what? Is, at some point, opposing coaches are going to look over me like, "Well, don't, hey guys, don't even worry about Judy because he's never going to get that ball." And even if he does, he he's probably going to be more surprised that he got the ball than we are. Yeah, <laughs> and this was with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke at quarterback. You never got creative. You never built an offense for Drew Locke. And now you come this year with Nathaniel Hackett, who apparently doesn't know how to call plays anymore. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't done it since, what, 2017. And he didn't look good. Now you're going to bring in a guy in like Sean Payton. Please get creative. Yeah. Because guess who was creative? Justin Alton. The last two games of oh, the, the year. Lot. yeah, He got creative. After Clint.
1: Uh, After uh, Kubiak uh, had to yeah. give up
0: play calling. Yep, And they didn't. They ran plays that fit Russ. They got him out of the pocket. They had guys in motion. They ran reverses. They they were I, pretty creative. And you know what that sounds like? That sounds like fun. It sounds fun. Doesn't you th- it? You think I mean, you don't play
1: that you don't play the game to not have the, fun. Look
0: at the Chiefs it's, players every time they score a touchdown, right? <laughs> they got they got to dance for
1: every touchdown because they're having fun. Yeah. You're right. And there are serious moments in these games and times to be serious, but it can't all be that way. Yeah, I mean, I, you gotta enjoy it. You gotta have dude, some perks for the. Then, I mean, you can say whatever you want about the ring around the rosy thing. That I was they just did, gonna say that. But who cares? Who cares?
0: Give me a ring around the rosy formation. formation. Just give it to me. Yeah. If you don't I don't like, care. It, stop it. I don't care if Russell Wilson gets sacked for five yards after that play. Do it.
1: <laughs> I want to see some creativity. Can Russell Wilson do high knees out of the out, I, of, out of the? Uh, do huddle? it. Do it. Get funny, get creative, get exciting, get entertaining. They haven't, we haven't had that since Peyton Manning, and, and things were. And, and that also makes it looser, a looser atmosphere. Things were things were serious with Manning, but they were still loose, right? You knew when to have fun. Exactly. You knew when you're on the field, it's time
0: to work. Exactly. In the locker room, it's the locker room atmosphere. This year, it felt like he was backwards. Oh, this, it you, didn't feel like there was. I'm gonna, a long I'm time. Gonna, I want to tell you this. Yes. I'm at training camp and I don't know if I've even said this on the airwaves yet or even on the podcast. I'm talking to uh, another media person, and we're kind of by the player's entrance where they go back in the locker room, and I'm standing there, and Nathaniel Hackett can walking by. He comes up to, he's got a Star Wars shirt on because, uh, you know, George Lucas' wife is part owner of the Broncos now. Okay. And so they had all these Star Wars shirts on. And I'm not a Star Wars guy. I've only seen, like, one movie But I I get everyone loves it. And it was something like dark defense or, you know, some kind of Star Wars quote with the Denver defense. Yeah. And he's walking around, and he comes up to this other media member standing right next to me, and goes, shakes his hand, grabs both of his hands and goes, dude, we got Star Wars in the building now. You think Sean Payne's going to do that? No. That That guy, our head coach, was more excited about everything else than football.
1: And, and that's what Sean Payton's going to come in and do. He's going to straighten everything out. Yeah. And Sean, Sean Payton, even, even just over Super Bowl weekend, was out there recruiting. I mean, he stopped trying He's to having, get a And he was, doing, he was doing a good job. <laughs> he was. It was fun. It was part of the gig.
0: But my thing is, you got to find the right guy to have fun at the right times and get serious at the right times. And guess what? That press conference, it was social media, done. Yeah. Quarterback coaches, done. It's my team. I'm taking over. And I like that real quick before we get out, we got to talk about the pass interference or not a pass interference defensive holding on the one of the final plays of the Super Bowl. Was it a penalty or not?
1: In, In technicality. Yes. At that time of the game, I know if a penalty, you can say if it's in the first half of the game or first five minutes, it's in the last five minutes. They hadn't called that throughout the game. So no, it was within those first few yards of the line of scrimmage. He did get a little tug in. So yes, by letter of the law it was. But at the end of the day, you probably could have called uh you could probably could have called a penalty on the offense there too somewhere if you wanted to follow the letter of the law. So no, it should not have been called. It My- was a bad play to have the refs over-outshine sh- what was a great game. My thing,
0: he didn't slow the route down. That ball was still not catchable, the ball was ten yards past it. Yeah. Dude. I mean, or at, at you know around ten yards.
1: It, yeah, it was it was uh, on the other side <laughs> of the end zone.
0: Yeah, he would not have caught in that ball either way. Yeah. And my thing is, you're gonna on a thir- key third down in the final minute and a half of the Super Bowl, you're gonna have the audacity to pull that flag out and throw it when it wasn't even a, a serious. Penalty, like if the if you would have tackled the guy or knocked him down, throw the yes, flag. You yes. have to, dude. It's third down. It's the most important play of the Super Bowl, and you're gonna pull the flag out. Mahomes is becoming Brady.
1: You might be right. They're getting every call. He pointed and, and, right at it, and that's when that and, flag went out. And for I'm telling you, and for and and the, it's the back
0: judge who threw it. You can't see what went on behind the receiver. You're staring at his his front side. Yeah. You can't see if he grabbed that jersey or not. So that's the other thing. I hate when these refs, even in basketball, the baseline ref will call the the the, the foul on the guy at the top of the key. How? Why isn't that ref calling it? The one that's standing right there. So I think that was a bad I think, one, it was a bad call. The ref shouldn't. That ref back there should definitely should not have thrown the flag. Agreed. And you can't throw
1: that flag in the biggest moment of the biggest game of the year. Yeah, you can't do that. And you overshadow it because the the problem is that Kansas City uh, Kansas City deserved to win that game, but Philadelphia deserved an opportunity. Exactly. I, I feel I feel really bad for Philadelphia. I mean, I don't like the Philadelphia
0: fans. No, but I feel bad for those Eagles players that. In a 35-35 game, it's going to come down to a penalty.
1: Yeah. I feel really bad for Devontae Smith. <laughs> oh, huh? oh No, you feel bad, just bad. <laughs> you feel bad for 1,800 reasons yeah. why. Uh, yeah. Dude, the
0: Super Bowl is over. That's Football over. seasons are over. Yeah.
1: What are we going to do? Hey, my baseball mode is on. Baseball mode? Yes, sir. I can't do it.
0: All right, it's the, I I need a real baseball team in town.
1: Well, I I totally
0: get that. I mean, do you have a second team other than the Rockies you cheer for?
1: I mean, I I followed the Yankees when I was a kid because I would spend oh. summers out in New York and New okay. Jersey. So. Okay, you got a real excuse. Yeah. So they were my team before the Rockies came okay. to Colorado. Okay. But I'd like to go visit stadium. So there you go. I'm gonna go travel. Go you ever been P. to Fenway? No. I'm hoping to this year. I'm hoping to do the Eastern. Uh, sweep. So I I
0: as as we're wrapping this up i went to fenway last back in july oh nice my aunt bought a summer house in maine so we were like hey let's how far is boston like 2 hours hour and a half
1: everything's close
0: so me and my dad look at each other like boston's an hour and a half <laughs> and we both had this like we know what we're doing we're going to see if the red Sox are in town and guess who they've played were they playing the new york oh Kings. the yanks my first ever game at fenway which we we didn't care who they were gonna play. We're just gonna buy a ticket. The freaking New York Yankees. So we went. We bought. I bought a. T- we bought a few tickets. Went to Fenway Park and the Yankees Red Sox game. Coolest thing ever. It's funny how that works out, dude. <laughs> talk about a, a miracle or a crazy right? chance.
1: Just one of the best. One of the best.
0: Uh, the longest rivalries ever. I would. I was gonna go if they were playing the Tampa Bay Rays or the Orioles or something.
1: Didn't you know? It didn't matter. Yeah. All right, you know. Hundred bucks a ticket. It's not bad. No, well, once in a lifetime chance, and it's probably like one of the very few for being out here once in a lifetime to see Yankees, Red Sox in Fenway. You, and you
0: walk into Fenway, it is
1: holy. Yeah, you I felt feel that at Wrigley, it.
0: and you just look down at the home plate. You are like Babe
1: Ruth hit here. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, I have a I have a weird caveat with me visiting the stadiums. It doesn't count unless I see the Rockies play the team there. So oh. So I'm, as, as much as I'm a Rockies okay. fan, like I. So you're uh, going to do it a, a unique way. Yeah. An so I, I'm going to see my team play, but also it's part of my, uh, I will not put money back into the Rockies ownership. So I will see more games on the road. There you I go. I like, I like that.
0: I like that. I like that. Well, that is a wrap for us today. Um, this is the producer podcast yeah. on denversports.com. Uh, new, new next episode coming out Thursday. So stay tuned for that in a couple days and uh, talk to you next time. This is the producer podcast.